everybody, it's time to roll for intent right into the creator's corner. As always, I'm Trevor. And I'm Christian. Are we doing this in the very beginning now? This was like the end of it. Right? We're still trying to find our footing on this. I think we've recorded like 13 of these, and I'm still like, how do I start a show? I should buy a (laughs) book or something. Yeah, we could just tape it onto your monitor. It'll be fine. I'm just going to start like doing a pre-canned intro so I don't have to think about it anymore and look like an idiot every week. We could just record a really nice one and just run with that every time. Right, exactly. We have the technology. Our podcast provider will let us just like smash something at the beginning and it'll sound wonderful or something. There you go. Perfect. So who we got over there in that sack in the corner there? He's He's been moaning for a bit. I'm very excited about today's guest. Today, we have Mark, the local disaster tour guide. Uh, Many of you, I'm sure, know him from his YouTube channel. Uh, If you do not, you definitely will want to check him out. Uh, He's also a platinum winner of the RPG Superstar. Then Roll for Combat brought that back. And he is also the winner of the most recent Brewmaster competition. So welcome to the show, Mark. Hello, and thanks for having me. Always glad to have new people on with us. So, Mark, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, why don't you start by letting our listeners know, uh, what is it that the local t- disaster tour guide, what does he talk about on his YouTube channel? Well, if I could summarize my channel in a single word, it would be storytelling. Tabletop RPGs as a hobby is really about collective storytelling. It's you and your friends getting together, weaving a story together, and enjoying the unexpected chaos that you and your friends come up with. And I just love the art of storytelling in general. Now, my channel is mostly known as a Pathfinder 2nd Edition channel because, honestly, it's my favorite game, so it gets the lion's share of my content. But really. Any storytelling game might show up on my channel from time to time. I love Call of Cthulhu. I love Starfinder. I even play a little bit of D&D 5e. Like, I've tried many different games. And as long as I'm enjoying the story, I'm enjoying the game, you know? Uh, <clears throat> I, try to, I try to deliberately split my content into two different categories, if you will. One category, which is probably just for my own ego and enjoyment, is the storyteller-focused content. I try to make content that is specific to game masters. Uh, This is how you tell a story in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. This is what exploration mode is. This is what encounter mode is. This is how you build a creature in Pathfinder 2e. I talk about things from the game master side of things. And then... The other portion of my content, I try to make more specifically focused to players, which is how do you play a monk? How do you play a fighter? What are these new archetypes from the Dark Archive? That kind of thing. And I try to deliberately bounce back and forth between the two. The stuff I enjoy the most is the Game Master side of the content, because that's usually what I'm doing at my table. But to be honest, YouTube analytics, you got to have the player stuff too, in there too. So. I try to make sure that I'm giving a healthy dose for both sides of the gaming table, if you will. Yeah, it's unfortunately the majority of people in this hobby are players. That's just how it works. <laughs> yeah, when we first started doing our this show, we were like, oh, let's do it for game masters. And then it's like, well, we're going to run out of content real quick. We're going to find a lot of people that just don't care. 
<laughs> yeah, w- one out of every five people at every gaming group might be interested. <laughs> no, man, he's totally going to run the next one. He promises. Uh-huh. <laughs> to all of the forever GMs, we see you. We salute you. Hey, I like it up here. It's it's rarefied air, man. I do enjoy like at least every decade or so getting able to play a character and do some stuff. But yes, I've been DMing for 30 years, so it's it's no no mystery. So so, Mark, tell us a little bit about the inspiration that made you start. I know we were talking a little bit before and like so many people in this space, us included or myself included. It's, you know partially due to uh, the events of the past couple of years. So you know, give us a little insight on, on how you became the local disaster tour guide. Well, uh, I was one of those fortunate individuals who got laid off due to COVID back in 2020. Um, when the pandemic came to my state, by just fluke of the job I was working at the time, I was actually probably in the first 100 people laid off because of the industry that I was in. And I went from a job where I was working about 55 hours a week to sitting at home with absolutely nothing to do. And I've always been one of those people that I've got to be doing something or I go a little crazy. And you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. And so I started brainstorming, what can I do? in my own house just to keep my brain occupied. And I've been playing TTRPGs for uh, essentially since I was in middle school. It's a big hobby that I love. It's a big part of my life. And I'd always joked around, maybe I should try a YouTube channel. And I never took that joke seriously, but suddenly I needed something to do. And one of my friends said, well, if you want to try it, I've got a cheap camera you can borrow. And I started posting content and strangely enough, people liked it. So that's really how the channel got started. It's funny how that is when you put something out there just kind of for your own benefit and people actually like it. Mm -hmm. The weird feeling in that. I'm a firm believer. I mean, if you are passionate about something, the people that are also passionate about it they're going to gravitate towards you because, you know, they can feel that passion. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I've heard people, oh, I want to do a YouTube channel. Oh, about what? I'm not sure. Well, then you're probably not going to be very good <laughs> at it. If you're if you're looking to do a YouTube channel for no reason, you, you need to have something to talk about that's important to you. Uh, I will say that when I first thought about doing a YouTube channel, me and my wife, we one of the things that we were afraid of was you always hear that the internet is a toxic place. And, you know, you always worry about bumping into the people who are looking for a fight, but I've been doing this over two years and I would say well over 99% of the interactions I have have been just wonderfully positive. And I've learned so much. I've got to meet so many interesting people and it's, been just honestly a wonderful experience on on every facet. Yeah, it's all really overstated uh, how awful individual actors can be, especially if you already have found your people. There's a mm-hmm. you know kind of a undercurrent in podcasting where like your show will find its listeners or your listeners will find you, right? Mm-hmm. And you find your people and your people will stay with you. 
you know, mm-hmm. as long as you stay true to what you've done. We recently got our only toxic comment, period, and we had a real good fun time with our community uh, posting that one up and having a good laugh at the expense of our one-star review. So, you know, you you find your people and, and they're going to circle the wagons and, you know, there's a lot of concern that people are, are going to get their content torn apart. And you know what? It's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But you need to just worry about the people that are already listening and the people that love it already and keep making it for them. You're not making it for some salty dude. That's just going to rip your stuff apart. You're making it for the people that are already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luck- luckily, professionally, I'm a quality manager. So my job is basically to tell people they're not doing something right. So <laughs> I have a very thick skin about that stuff. So <laughs> those things don't bother me. <laughs> so how did you find your voice? You know, you have a very specific uh, way that you do the show. You're very matter of fact, but you're fun as well. And I've seen that in the most popular uh, YouTube shows is that it's almost like two people, like you have your business side. And then when you're past the nuts and bolts and you're commenting, you're a lot more fun about it. So how did you find that voice? And was it difficult to, or is that just who Mark is? Um, years ago, I trained to work in education. And life has been one of those crazy, you end up in 15 different fields you never experienced. But my original college background was education and the art of presenting information in a way that people can learn the information is one of those things that I trained to do. And if you've ever had a college education class, you could probably sit down and pick apart every single episode of my show and say, yeah, this is where he, this is the textbook he got that technique from. So that, that's real cool when you find out that somebody has a skill set that they've gained that they're able to use in their content creation. That's something that people often overlook is you may not realize it, but there's something that you already know that's going to benefit you. You know, as you've been doing this for a while, what do you, what do you use to keep coming up with your inspiration to keep churning out videos because, you know, anyone who gets started in this, you know, they easily are going to have 10, 20 videos that they're like, oh, I want to do this and then I want to do that. But when you start getting up there to 50 and 80, that's a lot more challenging task. (laughs) Well, to be honest, coming up with new content is something of a challenging task. Um, Just uh, the genuine look behind the screen. There are definitely days where you struggle. If I'm being honest, the video that's coming this Wednesday, uh, I I don't know when this will actually go live for your channel, but what I'm currently recording, I came up with... safe to say the name because (laughs) this will not go live until a little bit after that's good. So you don't Um, have to worry about it getting leaked. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want you to be aware. This will be several weeks in the future. (laughs) Um, Well, The video I'm getting ready to do is uh, one of my few videos where I'm going to discuss D&D 5e and one one of the few issues I have with that system. But the inspiration for that video literally came from watching an episode of Critical Role and going, there's only one thing in this episode I don't like. <laughs> um But like I had this gap in my schedule and I was worried about it for a couple of weeks. And like, I don't know what I want to do here. There's no new books coming out. There's nothing specific I've got in mind and I don't know what I want to do. 
And then I was watching an episode of Critical Role and I was like, I can complain about that for a video. That should work. Complaining is always a good topic. Because it's something you're always passionate about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we don't even need to talk about the, 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 the brotherly love between Pathfinder 2E and 5E. <laughs> I, I am sure I'm not going to generate any uh, hate-based reactions when that video goes live. I'm sure it's completely safe. Completely level-headed, you know, well-thought-out comments. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's going to be a marvel, really. They are coming out with a Marvel TTRPG soon, aren't they? They are. They are. <laughs> Everything gets so, one now. Mm-hmm. So how would you say your show's evolved since you started two years ago? Have you picked up any tricks or, you know, look back on some of your old episodes and be like, oh, why did I do it that way? I'm, I'm so much better at this now. Anything from like the way you present yourself, the way you formulate your videos, even your workflow from production or from, from the the origination of an idea all the way through publishing has that process changed literally anything has there been this massive shift in like oh i'd never do it that way again um one of the biggest changes for my channel actually came about because of a very tragic circumstance for me uh last year i had a really bad reaction to a medicine and it partially crippled me for a period of time. I actually lost a lot of function in my hands and my arms. And I w- all of them, as you can imagine, there's tons of medical complications in a story like that. But I was in this situation where it was like, I might have one good day a week. And I, and I started asking this question of like, how am I going to get content out when I can only work one day a week while I'm trying to recover from this. And I had to figure out the most efficient way to do my content. And a lot of people have, a lot of the commentary I've heard is people like, how do you get so much content out? And the reality is I just learned how to mass produce because for a long time, I had such a small window. I had to be like, okay, I'm going to do three videos today because I might not be able to do videos for the next two weeks. I don't know what my health is going to look like. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of content creators is that when they, the way that they really started to hit their stride is when they were able to start doing bulk content creation in a consistent fashion. Uh, I went to a Gen Con panel this year uh, where I heard uh, several people on stage talking about their process. And that was the biggest Mm -hmm. one. It's like, I pick a day a week and Mm -hmm. I do as much stuff as I can that day. And some of them are TikTokers and they're Mm -hmm. making like 30, 40, 50 videos in a day to disseminate across the next week. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, that's something that we don't do with our show. It's something that I can't imagine sitting in a chair and recording three episodes back to back to back on our actual play podcast, because I'd I don't like to DM that long, <laughs> but I salute those of you that can just sit there for six, seven hours and work on content. That's amazing to me. Well, well it was just, it was a forced learning process. You know, uh, I got good at doing it in that f- phase. And then when my health got better, it's like, oh, hey, I've got so many extra days and I can already produce like this. Let's go. 
Yeah, the, I I remember being a teenager, early 20s, you know, we our D&D games would be on Saturdays and they would go from like noon to eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. now I do my kids and it's like we do every other Saturday and that's about three to four hours, depending on how everyone is feeling about it the entire time. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big mm-hmm. difference as you get older. <laughs> that's a, mm-hmm. that's a lot of work to, that goes into that. It's not even that, like, that's different playing, like, this is kind of going back to the way that we do our show, because we have a, mm-hmm. a, you know, an actual play, and it's not the same as yours, but just being on, I'm doing air quotes mm-hmm. for the people that can't see this because it's an audio podcast, being on for four, five, six hours at a time is exhausting, and I imagine it's just like that when you're recording video content, because you are mm-hmm. on for that amount of time. It's hard. So 100% salute you for that. <laughs> I do appreciate the shout out to uh, All Day Games, though. It's been about a decade since I've gotten to do a true Iron Man session, but those are some of the best gaming stories. Like, show up in the morning, start, stop, get pizza, and then run until everybody's ready for bed. <laughs> yep, I, I've i had many a session where people, you, what do you do? And you look over, they are passed out on the table. They are gone. You're like, I guess we're calling it. Mm-hmm. So is there any advice that you would give to somebody that's kind of on the fence for doing something similar to you? Uh, you know, whether it's doing an instructive YouTube uh, show or maybe just a comical one or, you know, any anything in this this content creation realm, what would you say to somebody that's on the fence about doing it right now that's kind of hemming and hawing over the logistics or the technical aspect or really anything? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few pieces of advice I could give and it'd probably eat up all of your show time. So uh, I'll try Do to it. keep... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one... One of my secret life mottos is motivation is just confirmation bias. That's a phrase that I tell myself all the time. Motivation biologically is your body wants to do what it is already doing. And so a lot of people, they try to wait for motivation to strike, but it doesn't because you're not doing the thing yet. But when you get into the process, taking that first step, taking the second, it builds the motivation inside of your body and makes it where you then have the momentum, the confirmation bias, if you will, of, okay, I've started this, let's see it through. Um, And so the first thing I would say is if you're thinking about doing a YouTube channel or any other kind of content creation is just motivation is not going to strike you. You got to take the first step. Motivation will build as you get the small successes along the way. And, you know, when you have your first comment, when you have your first video that, you know, I remember the first video that went over a hundred views. You know, when you get those successes, that's when the motivation comes. Um, The other thing I would say is make sure you enjoy it. I'm having the time of my life doing this to, to be like, yes, I get some money. I have some patrons. I get a little bit of money from YouTube. It's pizza money right now. I'm not making bank, (laughs) but I'm having fun. 
I get to talk to people in the gaming is- industry that I never would have talked to before. And I get to interact with people from different countries around like I'm just having a good time. And I think if you want to be successful in this kind of field, you have to enjoy the work. And if you don't enjoy the work, you're not going to get there because it takes a while to even build up to the small level of success I have. And that's, that's not a complaint. It's just a reality. So what's next for the local disaster tour guide? Is there anything like special you have planned? How do you, what do you see your channel evolving into? Or are you at your final form to borrow some really stretched parlance that's been overused? <laughs> oh, he's going to at least have to take a couple of months just going into Kingmaker. <laughs> uh, I will be honest. I haven't even looked into Kingmaker as content yet. And I feel like I probably dropped the ball on that. Uh, I, pl- I played the video game and I, there was a part of my brain that knew it was coming out as a 2E product, but just, I don't know. I, I, did, I didn't take the initiative to get ahead of that. And I am behind the curve. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. We had not planned this show back when like, that was a thing. And uh, <laughs> back when planning well, not, not, shows was no, a thing, no, or Kingmaker was sorry. a thing. <laughs> we had not started planning this show back before I went to Gen Con. And we were just kind of having, having an inkling of that. And Aaron Shanks put out a thing like, hey, anybody that wants to review it, go ahead and, and ask for it. I'm like, I don't care. And uh, now I really wish I had, because while I really don't care about the adventure path itself, I'm so jazzed about the kingdom building mechanics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to see that. And I was looking at it and I was talking to Aaron about it and a couple other guys at Pies. So I'm like, oh, I'll look at it when I look at it. And now I'm like, oh, man, I really wish I would have jumped on it. Oh, yeah, just the stuff that's been coming out. Like, a kingdom is basically like a character. It gets skills. You know, uh, it, ga- it gains levels as you take conquer hexes on the hex grid. You get new buildings that give you new abilities. And I'm just like, I want to do this so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in terms of my channel, I wish I had some kind of crazy big announcement. But to be honest, it's probably just going to be a lot of... Uh, Thinly veiled holiday jokes from Halloween through Christmas, uh, but <laughs> the I, I, I've tried to make it a thing of every year for New Year's I do a super video. Uh, at the beginning of 2021, I did a video where I did an in-depth review of every single class in Pathfinder 2E, and wow, I what I'm going to try to do this year, and I'm trying to get all of my research and thoughts and notes organized for it. I'm trying, I'm going to try to do a super, a super video reviewing every single ancestry for Pathfinder 2E. That's a big one. (laughs) That is a big one. Are you going to wait long enough to get the uh, ancestries that are coming from impossible lands? That releases in November. If I remember correctly, November. And there's either two or three. I can't remember how many. I think there's five. In Impossible Lands. I think so. No. That's the one with the little short rhino looking guy. Mark's in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, All I have to do is get everything else done before Impossible Lands drops. And then maybe I can squeeze it in before the end of the year. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like a plan to me. 
Well, Mark, it has been a pleasure. I really enjoyed having you on with us uh, this evening. And uh, where, where can we find more information about you? Do you have your, your YouTube custom channel link yet or you know, something you want to blast out? As always, we'll have this down in the description if somebody doesn't know where to find you. Though, I think if you listen to our show, you know who you are at this point. Um, well, my, my channel on YouTube is The Local Disaster Tour Guide. Pretty easy to find. Um, I also have a Discord community. If you would like to jump in and participate in some of the conversations, uh, I get a lot of fantastic ideas from just the different people in my Discord pitching things to me. So those are kind of the two main places to interact. But uh, I'm always excited to meet new people and talk about nerd stuff with them. Well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, that about wraps it up for us tonight. So. With Creators Corner, I'm Trevor. And I'm Christian. And as always, you guys have a great week. Bye, y'all.